0: This is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. You know, one of the things about this time of year is that even though the cold comes and the holiday feelings come good and sad, one of the best things that this is the time of year that people who usually have a certain item in their home on display year-round get to really show out with it. And for those who don't always have this item on display, they bring them out. But I found that nowadays, younger people don't always know about this item and they really have no idea about all the different traditions around it. What item am I talking about? I'm talking about the candy dish. That's right, the candy dish. Believe it or not, there are entire generations now, maybe two, who have never seen a home that had a regular everyday candy dish. And I understand we're trying to eat healthily and not encourage bad habits. But a little candy dish is not necessarily a bad thing. So, open up your big book of stuff and turn To the home niceties section and we're gonna start off with candy dishes in our tab let's get started now for some of my friends who are a little bit more traditional you might not have called them candy when you were growing up you might have called them sweetmeats. Now I know that that sounds wrong, but that goes back to when we used to preserve things and not me personally, I'm not that old yet, but when we used to preserve things in the honey and that can go all the way back to ancient Egypt, uh, possibly ancient Sumer, but that's only one part of the, co- of the continent. And then there's so many continents. So it's not just that time period and not just that region. But that's where we have recorded history in Western civilization. But it's been around forever. Candied items, things preserved in honey or sweet things. Because you can also, you know, use syrups to make a temporary confection. So candy itself, as we know it now... Um, has been around a long time but candy dishes were not always in the form we see now in fact not too long ago about a hundred or so years it would have been called the candy bowl even in ancient rome they had candy dishes they had these at the different kinds of revels and celebrations that we're not going to get into. This is a family podcast. So, and also other um, events as well, like regular feasts, but they definitely had sweet uh, confections. And if you grew up in either the South part of the United States, or if you grew up in Michigan, because Michigan is almost like a little bit of the North, a little bit of the South and very Midwestern, you probably had A relative who was older who had a candy dish and they wouldn't have called it a bowl unless they were from a different region I've noticed on different sides of Detroit itself they have different terms I know on the west side some people called it a candy bowl and on the east side where I was on the north end we called it a candy dish and then actually to, to be more specific we used to call it the candy jar because we had a lid on ours usually. But we also had a, um, an hors d'oeuvre, little kind of Lazy Susan, so we did have a bowl in the center that was candy, and we had a candy jar. We didn't really have a candy dish, not really. Uh, that only came out during the holidays, and that was a, a special kind of dish. Wasn't that far off from the design of the ashtray. It just didn't have the areas to set your cigarette. Because as you know, the the wintertime brings different kinds of candy. One of the things I've found is that it's become almost old hat or out of fashion to specifically shop for candy, for your candy dish or your candy jar. And that's because... Again, we're trying to be healthy, but usually people just kind of like eat it from the container or from the bag, or they leave it in their purse, or they leave it in their their pocket or in a drawer. But in general, if you had a parlor or you had an area where you had guests come over and sit, usually the candy jar or the dish would be easily available. For them to be able to grab some candy. However, there are politics. There are politics and everything. There are politics to candy dishes or candy jars or candy bowls. As well as a certain set of occasions when they come out and what kind of candy were available. So, I want to do a little episode about candy dish politics to a point. Because... It's kind of a thing about that, about that, um, the level of involvement you get into once you research this. So let's start with grandma's first. So if you were around older ladies, you usually had a candy dish, at least one of them had butter mints somewhere in the house mints don't come in individual wrappers and oftentimes they're either homemade or you find them at an old-fashioned candy store they kind of are a little bit chalky they melt in your mouth but that's only if you don't you know crunch them up first it really is quite pleasant and they used to only come in white pastel blue and pastel pink and pastel yellow And they were just so fun and so tasty. My daddy, he used to run a landscaping service that I so-called would help with. And he would send me indoors because the older lady really didn't enjoy the thought of a young girl being around all those moving blades. But she she would have me come in and I could sit on the couch or on the chair and she would open up her candy jar for me. On the lace doilies and on top of the delicate Irish lace uh, covers, they were like little um, they were like tablecloths, but they were really small, because it was a small little table. And she would let me have a few butter mints from her candy dish. It was important to know, though, you don't just ask for them; you wait to be offered butter mints. Keep that in mind. If you go to someone's home and they have a candy jar. With butter mints, don't ask. Be Let yourself be offered. And if you're not offered butter mints, it's good form
1: not to mention it at all.
0: Now, it needs to be said that if you have something like butter mints or something delicate like that, that doesn't have individual wrappers... It is a bit of a, how do I put it? A connection, an intimate bond, an intimate connection as far as a genteel bond between people. If you are offered Buttermint or any other candy that's soft and doesn't have an individual wrapping protection, it's a, it's a, I can't explain the connection that it is, but. For you to be offered something that you can touch with your bare hand, there's a presumption that you're a clean person and that you are trusting that they are clean and that they reach into the jar with clean hands. Also, if you see buttermints, don't accept them with a large grasping motion. You should be very delicate. You should only take one The limit is three. So choose wisely. Don't just grab a handful and gouge it out like a steam shovel. It's a a very small thing, but you never just grab a lot of any candy as as it is, but you definitely don't with something that your hands are going to touch that are not going to be uh, covered. Also, buttermints should always be served in a covered dish, They should always have a a jar top or a cover before they are opened and given to you. If they are just sitting out in the open, don't eat them. Trust me on this. The next most common candy that doesn't have some sort of individual wrapper would be hard candies. Things like lemon drops or... Four Hound Drops, any kind of drop sugar hard candy in the hard crack stage-like kind of thing. Also, another hard candy that might be offered is the wonderful little Christmas and Yule mints. They come in the assortments, and it's basically the same candy in different shapes and different colors. It's all like squiggles like in ribbon candy or hard candy in the shape and color of fruit or, you know, it, butterscotches and cinnamons and they're, they're out there. They don't have any sort of uh, wrapping in them also. Nowadays, they have actually modernized it and some of them are wrapped, but in usual cases, if there's a jar that with this particular candy, there's no wrapping. Uh, same rules apply, don't grab more than three, because again, you're reaching into someone else's um, trust jar for all intents and purposes. It's going to taste a little different, Expect to have the taste of licorice or anise. Assault your senses. So if you are not a licorice lover, be very careful because it will not be marked by a red color every time. But if you are a licorice lover, this is the day for you. Now let's get into the candies, again, that an older person might have or a middle-aged person or even younger in middle age, maybe approaching middle age, at least early 30s, is the is the lowest you're gonna go. And that is the infamous infamous strawberry candy. It's wrapped in a wrapper that looks like a strawberry and where the top of the wrapping is or is green, like the leaves on a strawberry, it's difficult to find this candy if you don't know where to look. Almost every older person has had this candy And it usually comes in an assortment, not just by itself, with butterscotch and peppermint. And sometimes that weird little blue ball. I haven't seen that blue ball candy in a while. It's like an aquamarine blue hard candy. And it comes in an assortment. And those are the ones that you offer guests. Those are the ones you give the people who you know you really are. You know they're they're okay, but they're not necessarily super close to you. They can just reach in, grab a candy if they're offered. Uh, again, don't just ask for it; let them offer. And it's pretty good. It's a pretty good candy. It's not very forgiving. It's a little softer because you can chew it, even though it's a hard candy has a liquid center. The other candies, like the peppermint, the butterscotch, they're not super hard. They won't break the teeth unless you really are. Soft toothed, and you crack them down really hard, but they're they're not obnoxious candies or anything. But they are definitely a different level of separation from you and the person you're giving them to, as far as a uh, closeness. If you don't have butter butter mints, you know, of course, it's not a big deal. But if you do have them, you wouldn't bring out the butter mints for the people you don't know very well. You definitely have this candy out, and it doesn't have to be in a dish that's covered because they're already wrapped. These candies are usually used more for decoration than anything else. You'll also find them often with people who have the year-round setups like little bears at a tea party or they have dollhouses with candies. And even some people decorate with these candies too. They hang them off Christmas trees or they put them in the, the children's playroom in a mobile where they can't reach them, hopefully. So yeah, these are, again, these are more for general purpose.
1: Now we come
0: to the more toothsome creations of dishes. Some candies just aren't hard. They're not. Think Turkish delight. That is a candy that's not hard and it is considered a candy. We're going to get into nougats here. Marshmallow treats. Even though people think they're regular snacks In a way, they are a candy, because a marshmallow is a candy. So I'm talking about the confection marshmallow, not real marshmallow, which would be the root that you would bake and then eat. But no, I'm talking about the confection made of corn syrup. Uh, Things like, uh, I want to say haystacks. I was at a party at my husband's uh, workplace the other day. And a very nice uh, young person came up to me, and they didn't know what this particular candy on the tray was. I said, like, oh, these are haystacks. And they had little maraschino cherries on the top, and they'd never heard of them. Now, for some people, they may just keep them in a cookie jar. But in rea- reality, these are the ones that go into the candy bowl. Not so much the dish, the bowl, and definitely not the candy jar, because they're flatter and they need a wider space. However, these require a specific kind of bowl or wide mouth jar, not a regular small bowl, because this way you can actually reach in, grab one, take it out, and you need a wide assortment. It should reach outward. It should be um, along the line of a small soup bowl or even a ramekin size would be okay if they are very small, if they're Larger than definitely a a regular soup bowl size candy dish would be good with a top because these kinds of things can spoil easily after hours being out. So definitely have them covered up. These would also come out usually for people that we really like and for entertaining during occasions.
1: Now what kind of
0: dishes do we have, and what kind of jars, what kind of bowls? We talked a little bit about it in the beginning, but you can actually go out and do vintage shopping and look for the old fashioned kind. Now clear glass obviously would be something easy to find, but if you do a little digging, you can find some beautiful specimens of vintage candy dishes and candy bowls and jars. One of my favorites is in a certain museum at the, I think it's the Smithsonian. Let me check that just a moment. Actually, checking my notes here, it's not. It's the National Museum of American Candy. I'm just kidding. It's the National Museum of American History. They actually have some very old and very colorful candy dishes. If you look at your museums, and you get to know your docents it's quite possible that they can show you some of the off the beaten path collections of candy dishes some of them are really elaborate some of them were just really simple like little red vases but you have the ability and the creativity to make your own signature candy dish or a bowl or a jar Now I have to say the one that I loved the most when I was growing up was on a silver-tinted dish. And it had intersecting glass compartments in a circle pattern around a central bowl. And we would alternate different candy in each of those little glass containers. And in the center, you'd put your feature candy, the most expensive one. And these were for occasions. Yours doesn't have to be that that spectacular or pre-made. One thing I love on this particular show is that we are not confined by convention. Which means if you want to take a coconut, clean it out, burn it up a little bit to make it harder, Maybe shellac it a little bit or seal it up a little bit. You can make a coconut bowl just for coconut candies. How cool would that be? Nobody else would have it. If you're able to, you could find some ceramic leaves to glue to it on the bottom. And there you go. A coconut candy dedicated coconut bowl for candy. And of course, you could also find one of those coconut drink containers to do the same thing. And it's pre-made and, you, and you're ready to go too. But why not, why not have a little fun? Another thing you can do is make a candy bowl out of an average bowl you find. Something that's old, something that's not part of a regular set any longer. And actually go through it and paint it with painting pens or paint. That's safe for human consumption, you know, for food consumption around it. You're not consuming the paint and use that for your bowl but that one would be for things that don't need to have a sealed cover these are especially fun if you have a chance to put things in there like marshmallow treats i mean not to say i love marshmallow treats that much but maybe i've been known to eat a few Now, of course, you can use regular canning jars for your candy jar, but there's so much more you could do, too. If you are a collector of jars, and if you are a jar hoarder, we have an episode for you. There is a way to get over that. But if you have a few jars of jelly jars, you can actually make each jar for the different kinds of candy. If you have orange marmalade jars that, you know, are left over, you can put orange flavored candies in there, strawberry preserve jar, put in your strawberry candies, and so on. The only thing to stop you is you. But it doesn't have to just be that shape, there's other things you can do. Maybe a large apple juice container. Those are fun, and you know what's cute when they're in those? I'll tell you, if you fill those with those chew candies and then maybe crochet a little bit of a cover for it and put like a bow on the top, shaking those out is absolutely gorgeous. It's fun and you can kind of police a little bit how much the children get to it because you can't miss them getting into it. Another thing you can do is use empty candle holders. If you've seen those tall seven day candles and they have the glass holder, you can get the holder by itself now at, at different Dollar Trees and other candle supply places, places because people make candles and they need those containers. You can fill those with individually wrapped can, you know, candies and put them around to decorate. They're really, really very pretty. And because they're tall, they don't take up a lot of space. Now, this particular kind of thing is going to be more for for display, not necessarily for giving out candy. But you can always reach in there. I won't tell anyone. After all, you can do whatever you like. I am not the boss of you. You definitely can have candy. Okay, that was a stretch. Even I admit that was a stretch. Okay. Okay, moving on. You know, I read somewhere that candy dishes, candy jars, do something for businesses, too. It gives them something called relationship capital. I read that in the Milwaukee Business News, the Biz Times, and I have to agree When I'm at a a merchant show or a vendor event, and there's candy on the table, I hit that table. Not just because I love sugar, which I do, but because that tells me something about the business on a really, really deep level. They want to connect with the customer. It could be penny candy. It doesn't matter. The fact that they want to have you in their space a little bit longer than just transactionally trying to sell you something gives you another friendly feeling toward them and I'm more likely to buy something from them because that little interaction adds a level of gentility to the whole thing. They want my custom. They want my business. They want to be around me. My money is good to them. It's not just here let me throw this at you and take your goods. It's We're human, let's
1: share a moment.
0: And that's kind of the same thing with the relationships with people we allow into our home. There is a a feeling of relationship capital at work when we offer them candy. Also, when you offer the candy is a bit of a politic thing as well. If I offer you candy as soon as you get there, as soon as you sit down, I would like to stay with you for a while, you're welcome in my space, and I have time to engage with you more so than if I were in a hurry. If I wait till after you're about to leave, you know, when you're on your way home or away from there, and I offer you candy, it means that this was a sweet encounter I want to see you again. I want you to think favorably of our time together. And it it was good for both of us. But if I offer you no candy, and the candy's plainly there, then you know that we're not on that kind of connection. I took to the habit of having diabetic candy in my home, sugar-free diabetic candy. When I was younger, when I had more visitors, I don't often have visitors now, especially after the pandemic situation, but that way I would have two bowls. One would have the diabetic friendly candy and one would have the other candy. One thing I don't often have though, is coconut candy, not just because of a first personal preference, but I have a good friend who is actually allergic to coconut. So I don't keep coconut candy in my home. Just because I don't want to make it awkward, you know? And it's not my favorite candy anyway. But I do have coconut candy, a little bar of it, uh, where I keep my dad's picture. That's for him. But um, that's just a personal
1: thing. You know, one of
0: my favorite kinds of candy can only come in a jar. And that's rock candy because it has, like, a little handle on it. I mean, you don't have to have a lollipop stem or a wooden stick for rock candy, but it's easier to eat that way. And it's a simple candy. And pretty much, it's probably the first one you might learn to make. But there's a thing about rock candy, too. It looks like crystals. And that takes me... You knew this was coming to our episode sponsor today. Wow, look at that segue. Wasn't that cool? Today's sponsor is all wrapped up. Wire-wrapped crystal jewelry. They're a really cool company. I like them a lot. So let's tell you a little bit about them. They are located in Old Fort, Tennessee, That's right, Tennessee, and they're run by Pamela. She is a very fine, genteel lady, who I am sure has quite the candy, candy dish. She has wire wrapped jewelry, personal decor items, all kinds of collectibles, it's absolutely gorgeous. I've seen her stuff on Facebook, I know, I know, the Book of Faces, I know. But really, check her out. You can definitely find her down there. She does vending shows as well. And if you're pressed for time, you can, you know, maybe check her out a little bit later and maybe get one of her watches. Oh, look, that was a segue. I'm just kidding. Kidding. I don't think she sells watches. I haven't seen them anyway. But I do know that she sells pieces with coral, and that's a little bit unusual. And knowing her, they're ethically gathered. And it's just the thing to make you stand out. Personally, I'm one of those people that I like coral lipstick when I wear lipstick. lipstick. But it has to be the right coral. So, okay, I'm all off on another tangent. And i will all off on another tangent. But, again, we want to give a big thank you to today's sponsor. All wrapped up in Old Fort, Tennessee. You can find her on Facebook. And at PJMWest at yahoo.com if you want a messenger and have something special designed. I know I would. Matter of fact, you could probably display all of those stones in your own candy jar. know, I love sharing things with my friends about candy and other sweet treats because I love candy and we're friends, right? And I know that most people are not going to think of this, but you can also add candy to schnapps or vodka. So remember that next time you're playing out with friends who drink that you could add a little something to make things even more sweet for those who do imbibe. Um, And I do look forward to having more sweet adventures in little gentle things that make life a little bit more fun and a little bit more delving into the hospitality of our world while traditions change. Hopefully we can bring this one back into popular demand again. And I look forward to seeing you here next time on my Magical Cottage Coraline. Stay sweet.